Okay, so let's say good morning to Sophie Millman, and I'm terrible with faces anyway, but when you reminded me, I thought, oh my God, yeah, we not only know each other, I mean, we've worked together. That's you, right. You are this incredible jazz musician, and we've done benefits together, That's so right. I thought, um, right. i got to catch up with Sophie Millman. But another nice aspect to this, and the reason you're in the company of these two gentlemen today, is if memory serves, you were born in Russia, mm -hmm. lived in Israel. That's right. And then came to Canada. So you were listening at all these things that we of were course. doing together. You remembered. Well, I have all your records. Oh, thank you. Thanks, John. It's but for you, like you said, off the air, this is not about, you know, some uh, glamour puss in Toronto. Mm. Uh, this is this strikes at your very core and certainly did uh, starting on the 7th of October. Yeah, it strikes at my very core and the way I, I woke up to this news, I was actually in Winnipeg visiting my husband's family and I woke up to this news and I, I basically thought it was a hoax. I, I couldn't believe what I was reading, what I was seeing. And then as we got going with the day and it sunk in what was done and who it was done to. If, you, if you've ever visited Israel, you know that the kibbutzim around, you know, the, the Gaza envelope are the most liberal, left-leaning, peacenik people. They live there because they believe that by living close to that border and by interacting productively with the people of Gaza, that there is a future for peace. And even though there's constant rocket fire and evacuation orders and all kinds of things, these people believe in peace and coexistence so much that they refuse to leave. Many of them can afford to leave, but they don't leave because they want to be there. They want to be there as the bridge. So the fact that they went in and went after those people, the people who drove them to the hospitals in Israel to get cancer treatment, the people who brought them clothes and food and who hired them, and they went after them in such an intimate, murderous way, it, it kind of killed me, John. It killed me and it froze me and then it activated me to, to bring this story to, to life and to wake Canada up because the protests we're seeing on our streets right now that celebrate the murder of children, you know what, there's a lot of contra were they beheaded or were they just burned? Does that really matter? Does that really matter? Is that what it's all about? How were they murdered? Were they truly beheaded or were they just quartered, drawn and quartered? These people who celebrated on the streets of this country, either they're ignorant or they're in on it. And the fact that they're here should matter to Canadians. I know members of our Jewish community who've been here for generations and they have been seized by this. They're preoccupied by it. They feel like it's haunting them. So I have to imagine as somebody, I don't know if you're still an Israeli citizen, I imagine. I'm an Israeli citizen. All of my family, other than my parents and my brother, yeah. everybody's there. So is this haunting you? It's haunting me beyond. It's haunting me as an Israeli. I'm constantly in touch with my family. Are there bombings in the north? How close, you know, what's going on? My family's in the north. So usually when Hezbollah is involved in the north, that's when my family's impacted. But it's not just about my family. It's about what I see in the west. I see I see the way we've been conditioned over the last many years to kind of turn on each other, turn on ourselves, turn on the idea that Western democracy is somehow evil and we should join forces with revolutionary governments and movements that, that murder, that abuse, that, that take away people's rights. I mean, the people, in, the people in Gaza, I hurt for the people in Gaza. 
I speak to people who have fled Gaza. I found them. I found them online. I connected with them. They describe a life that isn't a life. They can't trust their government. They are manipulated by their government. They're used by their government. I, um, I spoke to a man who fled from Gaza to Israel when he was 13. And I asked him, well, why'd you do it? And he said, because I wanted to live in a place where children are born to live. And in Gaza, we were born so we could be trained to die. And I experienced the suicide bombings in Israel in the 90s. I took the bus ever since I was seven years old, because my parents didn't have time to drive me around. And at the same time as I was boarding a bus, there were buses blowing up in Tel Aviv. I boarded a bus, and I never knew if I was going to make it off that bus. And that was the same time that Israel was negotiating peace with Arafat. It's all very, very painful and hard. And when Hamas went after the most peace-loving people in that country, it basically revealed what they're really about. And I really hope that the people who march on the streets of Toronto in the hundreds of thousands can stop for a second and authentically re-examine their signs that say, from the river to the sea. I want to know if they actually believe it, if they understand it, and what it means for Israel and Jews, and what it means for coexistence in this beautiful country. Sophie Millman is here, kind of a surprise guest, um, and at the risk of uh, delving into the what you probably now consider to be trivial, but I did want to touch on the fact that you're one of my favorite jazz singers, but <laughs> you say you don't sing anymore. Well, I sing at home. My... Yeah. Um, the women uh, listeners would know that having children and pregnancies does strange things to your body. So I developed, I developed kind of a swelling on my vocal cords that I tried to get rid of in many, many different ways, including injections. And anyway, I, my body's kind of telling me no yeah. right now, but, um, but it's coming back. Maybe later. Up and down. Yeah. Maybe later. You know what? Shirley Horn went back to it when she was, what, 60? Yeah. 60? And, and had a bigger career. With a career, much richer voice. With a much richer voice and a much bigger career than she was when she was young. So I'm hoping, you know, once I have grandkids, mm -hmm. you know, I can really restart my career and go further. Well, I want to see dream. you back on stage, but there's no Thanks, emergency yeah. and all of that. And I suppose you can hang that over your child's head for the rest for of the For the rest life. of the, yeah. The, yeah, the Jewish guilt. I can really work it in, work Mommy it in. Mommy gave up her voice Mommy. for you. <laughs> what? You're saying, you want to stay up all night? Mommy gave up the, her voice for you. <laughs> nice to see you. Thank Very you. Very nice to see you. Thank Sophie you. Sophie Millman, live in studio. 